listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees and the people there were observing him carefully. He told a parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him, and the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man and then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, my friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, when you hold a lunch or dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Gospel of the Lord. There is a little greeting that St. Francis would always begin his preaching with. You can answer, Amen. May the Lord give you peace. Amen. Amen. Uh, welcome, everyone. It's a little muggy today, huh? A little cooler, but a little humid. And um, but uh, once again, uh, a beautiful day to visit the shrine here of Our Lady. This is a very special place. So welcome, all of you. Welcome. Um, the readings this weekend are a little bit challenging. There is a theme that comes through very clearly, and that is the theme of humility. The theme of humility. Um, and you know. This theme is one of the really big themes in the Bible, the theme of humility. We know that um, the devil, when he sinned against God, he sinned through pride. And probably every sin that is ever committed has pride there somehow. And so to um, counter the pride of sin, the Lord calls us to humility. There are other um, kind of interesting themes that you'll notice in the Bible. They're called biblical paradoxes or couplets. So two things that hold together. Um, one of them obviously is pride and humility and, and the distinction there. You've got um, a few others. So for example, the theme of being rich or being poor, right? Being rich like a worldly wealth versus what's wealthy in the eyes of God, what Jesus calls poverty in spirit. Another one, wisdom and foolishness, right? There's a worldly wisdom, which in the eyes of God is foolishness, but when you're wise with God, the world considers you foolish. So there's a parallel. Um, what are some others? Um, 
strength and weakness. Right? You think of 2 Corinthians 12 when St. Paul had prayed for the removal of the thorn and the Lord told him, my grace is sufficient for you for when you are weak, my power, my strength can be brought to completion. This thing of the, the worldly understanding of strength versus the godly understanding of strength. So there's a number of these couplets or biblical paradoxes and probably all of them very clearly come together in the distinction between humility and pride. And the Lord is inviting us to choose humility, to choose humility. Um, and so in order to kind of break this open, I want to tell you a little story and then a personal example. So you know, Brother Pius and I, were the chaplains here at the shrine. We are Franciscans. So you know all Franciscans, we have a great love for St. Francis. You know St. Francis, right? The bird bath saint? Okay. Now he may have taken baths and bird baths, I don't know. But, but you know, the real St. Francis is really kind of different from the popular image. And uh, when you join the Franciscan friars, you get to read the early biographies, the life of St. Francis, and even some of his writings. St. Francis wrote some letters to different brothers and and so there's a very famous story of St. Francis, which I'd like to share with you. Maybe you've heard of it before. It's known as the perfect joy of St. Francis. Any of you ever heard this story? Okay, a couple of you. So if you haven't heard it, make sure you Google it, okay? It's a great story. So St. Francis in the 1200s in Italy, you can imagine the brothers walking around barefoot, preaching in little towns and they're walking. And one day, St. Francis and his companion, Brother Leo, were, had been out preaching and ministering to the poor, and they're on their way back home to Assisi, probably a few-week journey. So they're walking, 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 praying. And St. Francis says to Brother Leo, Brother Leo, what consists of perfect joy? And then he says, if I had the gift to understand everything about creation, Today, I think we would say science. If I could understand all the mysteries of creation, would I have perfect joy? No, I would not have perfect joy. What if I could speak in the language of angels and I could do great miracles and raise people from the dead? Would I have perfect joy? No, I would not have perfect joy. And he continued with this litany of wonderful, amazing things, and at the end of which he would ask Brother Leo, would that be perfect joy? No, that would not be perfect joy. I was thinking of um, Paul's uh, meditation on love in 1 Corinthians 13. You often hear it at weddings. If I could do this, if I could do that, and da, 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 but I have not love, I'm empty. It was kind of like that. I was thinking, Brother Leo, if I won that big lottery the other day, <laughs> would I have perfect joy? No, no. And so eventually, Brother Leo says to St. Francis, well, then what is perfect joy? And St. Francis tells him something very interesting. He says, Brother Leo, after this long journey, we finally get back home. We're tired. We're sore. It's been a long, long journey. And we get to the friary, and the brothers there refuse to let us come in, and they tell us, get lost. <laughs> and we were able to receive that with peace for the love of our Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Leo, that would be perfect joy. 
And when you're a young friar and you're in formation, we, we read this story, then we're encouraged to pray and meditate on what is St. Francis trying to say there. And there are a couple of writings, and one of which where it seems like St. Francis is offering commentary on that story. And in the writing, he tells the brothers, you'll know how much virtue you have when everybody who should be helping you and cooperating with you does the opposite. Then you'll know how much virtue you have, right? Very similar idea. And I think there's a tremendous insight that St. Francis has there. And for me, it really breaks open what Jesus is getting at in this parable. And that is the call to humility. The humility, true humility, imitates Jesus who was humble. He who was God became poor. Think of the crib, that little baby in the stable. You think of the cross, that naked, beaten man dying. You think of communion. He comes to us in that little host. Jesus himself is supremely humble. And so it's an imitation of Jesus. To be like Jesus is to be humble. And it's a, a humility that enables us to be joyful. And it's a peace and it's a joy that's not contingent on how your day is going. It's a peace and a joy that's different than the peace and the joy of the world. You know, it doesn't depend on how things are going my way. Um, you remember that old song from the musical um, Oklahoma? Um, oh, what a beautiful feeling. Oh, what a wonderful day. I've got a wonderful feeling. Everything's going my way. No. <laughs> That is not perfect joy, Brother Pius. The, the joy and the peace that God gives us does not depend on us having everything go our way. It's a joy that flows from humility to be humble in the presence of God, God who is good, God who loves us, God who is there even on our darkest hour. That is the joy, that is the peace that comes from humility. Um, I'll never forget hearing stories from one of our priests in our community, one of our founders, a priest who was somewhat well-known. He was an author, a psychologist. He was on t television, EWTN, Father Benedict Rochelle. He would often speak here at the shrine. He was a counselor to Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She also spoke here at the shrine. And Father Benedict would tell us stories, and he would say, I got in 250 arguments with Mother Teresa. I lost every single one of them. <laughs> she was kind of tough. And he told us a story that one day he just, he was, he was having a bad day. Nothing was going right. And uh, he's, he was sad. Mother Teresa asked him, Father Benedict, what's wrong? He tells her, Mother, my life is just nothing but one humiliation after another. And she said to him, Oh, cheer up. Sometimes humiliations lead to humility. <laughs> Ooh, that was her compassion, Mother Teresa. Okay. But there, there's some wisdom there. Um, what St. Paul tells his congregation in Acts chapter 14, it is through many difficulties that we must come into the kingdom of God. In other words, pick up your cross and follow me. 
And, uh, you know, a little personal story. I'll never forget a big grace that the Lord gave me. I was giving a retreat in Franklin, Tennessee, and I was having a bit of a struggle. And I'm there praying at the retreat, and I received this amazing, wonderful grace. Have you ever seen in a cartoon when a character has a light bulb above their head and the light bulb goes off like, oh, you know? It was one of those moments, and I immediately went to confession. And now I can talk about this because I was the one going to confession. And this is what I confessed to the priest. I said, you know, I want to confess that for a long time, I have been harboring a secret desire. I secretly desire a cross-free life. I've been secretly desiring everything to go my way. You know, I wish this situation was different. I wish this person would go away. <laughs> All of these things. And at the heart of it, I finally had a gift of the Holy Spirit to understand that without even realizing it, I had been desiring a cross-free life. And brothers and sisters, it is humility that frees you from that false idol. That when we're humble, we don't get angry, judgmental, negative. Rather, there's a joy, there's a peace, there's a gratitude that only comes from God. You think of those little children at Fatima, how they suffered. They saw the Blessed Mother, which is exciting, but that totally turned, well, their, their family said, our whole life has been turned upside down. They suffered so much. And, and Blessed Mother told the little children, are you willing to accept the sufferings that God will send you for the conversion of souls? And so, brothers and sisters, to carry our cross every day, to choose the lowest place, to, to pursue the virtue of humility, this is what the Lord is inviting us to. And when we grow in humility, we experience a peace and a joy no matter what we're going through, no matter the situations that we're suffering or struggling or the crosses that we're carrying, there can be a peace and a joy that is only available when you're humble. So to conclude, we, we choose to be humble like Jesus. We welcome the difficulties and sufferings because of what they can do for us. They can help us to, ex to uh, squeeze the pride out of our souls and what waits for us in eternity, that banquet of the wedding supper of the lamb that we get a taste of at every mass when we come to the altar. And when our time comes and the Lord invites us home, we will be so surprised where our chair is at the table. Amen. been listening to from the friars podcast the community of franciscan friars the renewal please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media cfr underscore franciscans Thank you.